Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. They caught a shark, not the shark. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. We're tonight's entertainment. Get some serious gourmet. Showtime! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. <laughs> you gotta do something or just stand there and bleed. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Here's Johnny! This is Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. I'm your host, John. Let's have some fun. Hey guys, it's John, and welcome to my first podcast. I am so excited. Are you excited? I'm super excited. Let's get started. I have been a huge fan of movies and all the experiences they bring or conjure up for as long as I can remember. I'm that guy that talks in movie quotes, has three copies of the Stanley Kubrick collection shoved in his TV stand drawer, and what the general public would call a cinephile. I am an avid theater patron. I have a respectable collection of DVDs and Blu-rays, and the walls in my house are adorned with artwork detailing some of my favorite flicks. Most of these are horror-based, which is fitting, as that is by far my favorite genre. My podcast intro might have clued you in on some of that info. But, truth be told, I am a man for all seasons. I adore it all. War, action, comedy, animation. Even the occasional rom-com has its place on my list. I just love movies and everything about them. From how they get made, to how people respond and discuss them. They are modern magic. And that's why it excites me. The blood and sweat of storytelling, and the popcorn to digest, discuss, and interpret how it affects you, me, and others us. I have seen a lot of films in my time, yet I still feel privileged to see new and interesting works that challenge and excite me. So grab your popcorn and let's talk movies. Film as we know it is nothing more than an illusion, a series of photographs that when spooled together and play back to back in rapid succession create the magic we see. This illusion has been around since 1878, starting with A Horse in Motion by English photographer Edward Muybridge. The whole inception of film was a bit of a lucky accident, as it was born from an experiment to settle a claim that horses would go completely airborne during a gallop. Arranging his series of cameras that would capture a horse's run, Muybridge was able to capture several exposures and then animate them to give the illusion of a horse being off to the races. The medium was slow to pick up steam, but it eventually found its footing. It was referred to by slang definition of moving images as a movie. Yes, very akin to how talkies were a thing for a short while after we started incorporating sound into our productions. Nonetheless, the term movies stuck. And whether you call them film or movies or cinematic adventures, 
They have certainly improved with technology, and it all started because of Moy Bridges' project. Movies are an expression of the human experience, recorded and distributed worldwide. A film is a piece of art that you're able to take anywhere with you. Almost quite literally, now with smartphones and tablets, just an elbow bend and a hand twist away from our pockets and backpacks. In my perspective, American pop culture is layered in cinematic references. And layered thick at that. How many movie quotes can you easily throw out there at someone that they would recognize? Try your favorite quote next time with a friend or coworker or a stranger. Pop quiz. Do you know these quotes? May the force be with you. I see dead people. And who you gonna call? Did you know those ones? I bet you did. I'm simply putting forward on this, my maiden voyage on this podcast, that there is simply no higher form of art than film. And why is that important? That's the question I'm hoping to answer here and continue to explore throughout this series. Of course, this is my opinion. My opinion. Art is meant to be subjective anyways, which is undeniably its true power. It gives us what we want and sometimes forces us to face what we need. Sometimes we want truth, validation, Sometimes we want to escape. A film has the ability to do that at a value metric higher than any other vessel that delivers art. While I can only speak for myself here, I'm very inclined to sit back and get swept away in an astonishing film production. Sure, I have felt connections to other art forms, which I will discuss shortly. But film can give us both an objective and subjective perspective and drop us right in and immerse us in a whole different world and for a while we leave our own world behind but what the hell is art anyway in truth it is whatever you want it to be whatever you feel it can be there is no right or wrong answer no black or white conclusion academically speaking i suppose Art is an expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, producing works to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. What types of artwork exist? Going back to when I just asked what art is, when you hear the word art, what is the first thing that comes to mind? It is rather difficult to pin down all examples, as I truly feel anything goes. What I mean by that is, making food can be art. Showing off a neat car trick is art. Throwing a spiral football is art. Or being the best lover for your partner. That's art, right? It's art or a science. For the sake of simplicity, we shall stick to the more traditional definitions of art. Meaning art for the time being is going to be categorized typically by what you would find in the elective classrooms of your typical high school. Let's go ahead and start with paintings. That seems like a pretty fair place to start, right? The Mona Lisa, American Gothic, the creation of Adam, 
Starry Night, The Persistence of Memory, drawings, comic books, graphic novels. How many of those can you name? Or are there artists, ranging from Van Gogh to contemporary artists such as Diego Fazio? Like paintings, these applications of ink, acrylic paint, and lead use lines and shading and color to make art on paper or canvas. Architecture and sculpting. Using your hands to build and create a home, or a statue, or a vase. There's definitely a personal pride when you make something from a ball of clay. From The Thinker by Michelangelo to Designing the Brooklyn Bridge by John Roebling. These are masterpieces to be sure. What else is there? Books? Here we go. They're not just doorstops and paperweights, people. I wrestled with this one for a bit because I keep books and literature on a pretty high pedestal. How many books have been used to wield influence, teach a lesson, change a mind, or motivate someone? Books are super and formidable, and yet they are intimate art for one's own eyes. The examples are varied, but everything from the religious texts of the Abrahamic religions to Harry Potter, Michael Crichton to Nora Roberts, I could literally name hundreds of examples of texts and authors, and not really scratch the surface. Books are powerful, but do they touch the ceiling of what art could be? I think not. Next, we have music. Like books, music can be a very personal absorption of art. And if I'm being completely fair, if film has the gold medal, music is my placeholder for the silver medal. I guess books would be my third for bronze. There is something that music definitely has going for it. Music is universal. It shares a trait with a drawn canvas mentioned earlier, as it requires zero translation worldwide, excluding lyrical content, of course. It has no boundaries, and I feel that when it comes to music, there is something for everyone. Music touches your soul and lingers with you. It calls back to you. It can be so effective. I first heard what can arguably be considered the saddest piece of music ever written. Samuel Barber's Adagio Over Strings, in a classroom when I was 15. Looking around the room, everyone had tears in their eyes. Crazy stuff. From Tracy Chapman's Fast Car to Led Zeppelin's Going to California. From Gustav Holst's masterpiece The Planets to Pink Floyd's Have a Cigar. Hell, even Spice Girl's The Slayer. We have such a great back catalog of astounding tunage at our disposal to rummage through and ruminate on. But we're going to keep it moving. Dance. This art form is essentially an act. It is motioning to your partner or your audience a feeling or an attitude. It's completely expressive. Humans communicate with each other roughly with 70% body language which is very, very, very commanding. From the salsa to the waltz, from tap to hip-hop, the cha-cha slide to the floss. I've even been in a mosh pit a time or two. Uh, not so much these days, 
those days are very much behind me. The point being that dances have come a long way. You can put ice down your shirt and bounce around the kitchen like a rubber ball, and someone somewhere would probably respond to that. There's also photography, the mechanical wonder and older, classier brother of film. The capturing of a moment, a moment that will probably never be replicated again. A moment of a culture or a place. The manipulation of light and shadows can be touching and moving, educational and wondrous. Photos are definitely prominent in our culture today. Social media has proven that. And there are thousands of beautiful photography examples on display and archived. Think of lunch atop a skyscraper or the raising of the American flag by Marines on Iwo Jima to Man on the Moon and the Burning Monk. These images are burned in our memories because we have consumed them over and over again. And they have become part of our culture. Next, there is the stage. Voicing the rehearsed word. Using timing and nuance to evoke emotions from your audience. For three acts or so. I mean, that's the normal structure, right? This is an evolution from the written word of the book. Now we are taking dialogue and displaying the scene for a crowd to react to. Shakespeare, Tennessee Williams to Sophocles. Which segues nicely into my next traditional definition of art, the musical. The louder, brighter sibling of stage plays. Musicals, they want flowers and praise when it's over. Plays on the stage, they just want you to throw out your goddamn concession trash when the lights come up. Musicals have a lush history to be sure. I'm going to go ahead and consider works like Mozart's Magic Flute and Don Giovanni in this category for austerity. He was popular and his material was marvelous and totally fits the bill of combining theater and music. Contemporary acts such as Wicked, Hamilton, and The Book of Mormon draw huge crowds as well. And yet, film cannot be beat. For my money, give me a film anytime. Why do you ask? It is the only traditional art form that can encompass sight and sound so well. From the painting of the scene's backdrop to the makeup artist painting red and white on the Joker's face to the memorable musical score of Hitchcock's Psycho. Graphic designers creating the CGI background, building and constructing the set, the choreography, the written screenplay, the composer scoring music, the cinematographer who lights the scene. All of this helps the director realize their vision. The entirety of the aforementioned styles of art are utilized in film. It is a perfect, and sometimes not so perfect, storm of all of these amazing forces. The result is a vehicle that stimulates us, opens up an escape, teaches, warns, helps, moves, and stupefies. It can allow us to network through our interpretations or travel and see places without ever leaving our couch. Movies can help connect the cultural dots. 
It can show us how large our planet is, yet how similar we all really are. There's cultural significance tied to that opening night screening with your best friends to see that summer blockbuster you've been waiting for. Or, and speaking of blockbuster, the actual store that is, going out to your neighborhood movie rental shop on a Friday night to pick out two or three flicks for a nice night in. You know, back when that was still a thing. Christ, I'm getting old. Now with streaming, it's even easier to expose yourselves to the vast array of work out there. What a time to be alive. This is where great memories are made. New friendships and alliances are forged. First dates and even just quality time with someone important in your life can take place. Even if that someone is your cat. I'm talking about me there, by the way. My cat is awesome. He's the Butch Cassidy to my Sundance. This podcast will delve into my favorite works of cinema. And eventually the works I haven't even seen yet. But most importantly, this is the place where you and I will both learn and grow as film viewers. So, grab your popcorn. Let's go. This has been Blood, Sweat, and Popcorn. Thank you so much for checking out my first show. Uh, I had a lot of fun making it. Quick shout out to all my friends and all my neighbors and everyone who helped me out uh, making this possible, believing in me and supporting me. Um, you guys are great. Um, more stuff's coming, guys. More stuff is on the way. Next time, we talk about horror movies and horror as a genre and why I love it, why it's so great. So stay tuned. I got some stuff coming up, and we'll see where it goes. Take care, guys. Thank you.